This is Jeffrey Harris, and we are back for the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Sorry we've been off for a few weeks, but we've been very busy. We had to bring you some D23 Expo coverage, but we are back this week, and we are going to have more coverage uh, from StarCast 3. Live from StarCast, we will have Joseph Lee reporting there, and also at AEW All Out. So it's going to be a huge weekend of coverage uh, for us here at 411 Mania, at 411 Wrestling. But first, uh, on the podcast, we have the one and only uh, Mike Weber, the CEO of Fight TV, who is uh, streaming and broadcasting StarCast 3 this week. Uh, Mike, how would you describe your anticipation level for StarCast 3 right now? Well, StarCast 3 is going to be pretty cool. I mean, we've now done two, done very well with them. Very exciting programming. Uh, this is a little more uh, focused one. Uh, it doesn't have quite the broad uh, strokes that we've had in the past ones with so many different ones, but we got some damn good ones coming up uh, this weekend here, and uh, it should be great um, with you know CM Punk uh, being the uh, uh, at the end, uh, uh, ending the whole series of shows there. Uh, that that podcast will excuse me. That segment will not only be on start. Uh, on fight will also be on regular pay-per-view and we're real excited about that. And, um, it, it really sort of, uh, sets up everything that fights all about with wrestling. Cause not only, not only do we have Starcast this weekend, we are also making all out available around the world outside the U S on fight. Uh, also on the Sony PlayStation, the U S we also have new Japan Royal quest from London that morning, or actually that like noon that day. Uh, so, um, it's going to be quite a wrestling weekend on Fight. A lot going on with Fight TV right now. You guys are all over the place. You guys have a lot of great content uh, coming up. It sounds very exciting. Yeah, there is. Not you know, it's you know, Ring of Honor. We got G- we got another Game Changer wrestling show this weekend. That should be interesting. We got AAA in three weeks. You know, it just doesn't stop uh, all the great uh, wrestling content that's on Fight. Now, I went to the second StarCast in Las Vegas. I thought it was very well organized. I thought it was well put together. I think you did a great job putting together the panels and having them run smoothly, having great uh, speakers for the panel and moderators. Can you talk about putting that together at all? Do, do you, does Fight TV have any input with that? Does uh, the uh, founder and organizer of StarCast, Comrade Thompson, does he mainly put that together, or do you get involved with that as well? Well, we do get involved a little bit, but all the credit really needs to go to Conrad. He just has great ideas of putting the right mix of uh, people on the panel discussions and organizing it. Yeah, I couldn't be happier working with him because he just knows how to get it done, and it's well organized. I mean, he's been in Chicago since Sunday, I believe, getting ready for this weekend show. So it's all about prep and organizing. And as you probably know, he has one or two other things he does in his life than just StarCast. So, but he seems to get it all done. I'm pretty sure he does not ever sleep. Are you getting any sleep right now, Mike? Because, I mean, I appreciate you coming to speak with us just a few days before you guys are about to have this big broadcasting weekend with so many shows. How are, how are you doing right now? Well, I'm doing really good. Uh, fortunately for us, uh, you know, practice makes perfect. And uh, we've now done over 2,500 live shows since we launched three and a half years ago. So uh, we do a lot of events every weekend. This is a pretty typical weekend almost. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got a little bit more going on. 
But as you know, re- uh, fight is not only about wrestling, it's about boxing and MMA events right. as well. So we've done, I think our record right now is we've done 49 live shows in one single weekend. I think this weekend we're only doing about 20. So it's, it's a regular weekend. It's a good weekend. We're excited about it. Um, they're all good weekends. But, um, yeah, we, um, we do a lot of content. So from our standpoint, uh, this is business as usual, and that's one of the reasons we're able to deliver such a good programs. <clears throat> Excuse me. So what really impressed me at during my first StarCast was having uh, gentlemen like um, Sean Mooney, you had Tony Schiavone there, uh, Davy Crockett to kind of handle sort of presenting the show and, and being the speakers for the show. And I thought they brought really just a great level of sort of class and prestige uh, to all the events that were broadcast at the convention. What did you think of that? Yeah, I loved it. You know, I've been myself, I've been in wrestling over 30 years. So, you know, reconnecting with Sean and Tony and David was just fantastic for me personally. I think every person I met there is every person I ever worked with in wrestling. And I think the fans can relate to that. And people do like to hear the names from back in the day as well as the day uh, stars of today. And I just think the mix is great. You know, we've got Mark Madden and Scott Hudson involved this weekend. Uh, and again, right, they were there in great- Vegas too. Yeah, absolutely. They were there then, and they will be there again this weekend. They're very good at what they do. They enjoy it. And what that's that's why it works, I think, is a lot of it is most of the talents there, uh, the announcers, the wrestlers, stuff, for the sheer joy of doing this and wanting to see their old friends that they've worked with the last 15, 20, 30, 40 years together. So um, it's been quite exciting. Okay, so the CM Punk uh, live show... That will be part of uh, StarCast. Sorry, I'm having a weird feedback noise from my computer. Sorry about that, and I'm sorry for the listeners as well. Um, Live interviewing. So the CM Punk Punk Best in the World uh, live show, that's also going to be on pay-per-view this weekend. What had to happen to put this event together and bring CM Punk to the StarCast attendance? Well, Conrad uh, Thompson is the master negotiator, and he was able to reach out uh, because he has such credibility in this line of work and negotiate a deal with CM. And uh, we're very excited about him being able to do that. I was not involved in the direct negotiations. That's where Conrad uh, excels in bringing all these uh, fantastic uh, people to the to the platform there. And uh, we're very excited about uh, having him on there because we think he's a great draw. Um, I can't wait to see it. He's going to be interviewed by Mike Johnson of PW Insider. So it should be a very good one. And, and you know, CM especially picked Mike because it's somebody he trusts and feels comfortable with. And that goes a long way. And if you're talking to somebody who trusts and feel confident where you're going to uh, probably uh, dive a little deeper and not give a bunch of one-word answers when being interviewed. Sort of like we I trust you. So you, you, I think you already answered my next question. You didn't get involved with the CM Punk negotiations at all. No, no, that was. I mean, obviously, I knew they were going on, and I fully encouraged Conrad to do everything he could to do it. But Conrad is the one who made that work. I, I can't take, I can take zero credit for. So, so what? So what was the thought process? Did Conrad's like, I'm going to try to get CM Punk, and were you like, yeah, whatever? Well, 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Connie. Try to get CM Punk for this show. And no, then... no, no, it wasn't like that. <laughs> I, I know the value of CM Punk and Paul right. Curtis. I thought it was a great idea. I like his ideas 99% of the time. I agree with his ideas. And, you know, CM's, I believe, based out of the Chicago area, so it made sense. He's it does relevant. make sense. And, and it's just like, yeah, gosh, we can get him. That would be great. You know, um, we'd be glad to have him on there. And, and again, you know, Conrad knew how to get it done. But... Once it was signed, sealed, and delivered, like what was your reaction? Well, internally? we thought it was going to take Starcast to the next level, which it has already, and we thought so much of it that we're making this event, his event, uh, also on regular pay per view for fourteen ninety nine on Directv and Dish. For just you know the people, all they care about is CM Punk interview. They got it there available on every platform uh, available out there to to watch on right now. Do you think CM Punk might, since he's he's going to be at the show, it's going to be a huge uh, weekend. Do you all out is that weekend? Do you think CM Punk is planning to make any sort of announcements this weekend? I, I'm not anticipating any. I mean, boy, <laughs> I, I talked to Jim Ross yesterday about this, and this is going to be one of the most highly. Uh, reviewed uh interviews uh trying people are trying to figure out what he said or what he meant by that <laughs> so we do anticipate uh, a lot of uh rumors maybe starting from it or people reading this and that but uh right now i do not anticipate him showing up on saturday night at aew i think he's there to do uh, uh his appearance there at starcast which i think will be fantastic be very well received his fans will enjoy it um, what the next steps are, it's wrestling. You can't tell. <laughs> I mean, it could be anywhere. I've heard all kinds of rumors out there. And I'm sure after this weekend, there'll be even more. Uh, I, I just think it's really amazing that he's going to be there and we're going to hear him speak. It, it, it's not something he does uh, very often. And he, he doesn't even want to talk about wrestling. Do you think he'll even talk about wrestling this weekend? You know what? It's one of those things. Uh, you tune in for thirty nine ninety nine. You can watch all Starcast plus that plus CM Punk and find out. You know, it's hard to say. You know, uh, if I knew what he was going to say word for word, that'd be pretty damn boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> you you want to be right? Be I agree. And that's why everybody wants to watch it because they don't know what he's going to say. So, yeah, it's quite exciting. Um, do you, what can transpire there? Do you anticipate this could be the biggest weekend ever for Fight TV with with the Starcast broadcast and um, and uh, CM Punk's wanna, show? Um, I think it's going to be a very exciting weekend. It's going to be a very good weekend for us. Um, as you know, we do uh, MMA and boxing, and we've done some boxing events, which is you know are even harder to to fathom the number of viewers we get on those. So uh, it's going to be, like I said, very important, but probably not the biggest weekend for us. But, um, you know, more and more people are learning that fight is the place to go to get their combat sports. And we're very excited about that. And we're going to do everything we can to get the best viewing experience to our fan base and the fans of CM Punk and uh, StarCast and AEW and New Japan and everybody else. Uh, GCW are all on this weekend. What do you think it says about CM Punk that, you know, he walked away from the business um, over five and a half years ago now, Mike, and people still can't get enough of punk and just will hang on his every word and just 
be rabid over whatever move he makes, whether he sneezes or, or fights in UFC <laughs> or or um, co-hosts a competition show on Netflix or uh, you know he does uh, he's doing some movies now too. What what is it about CM Punk that people are still just as rabid for him now that he's, having been away from pro wrestling all this time? Well, he did something very important that's true in, in all of uh, sports and entertainment is that he um, left when he was on top. He left on his own um, decision, okay? It was his his rules, and, and that gets people wanting to know what's next. You know, it's just like, okay, I'm really going to age myself. So it's like Jim Brown, who played for the Cleveland Browns in the 1960s. He left when he was on top. He could have played another three, four years, and, and nobody would have blinked an eye. Um, it's it's the right way of doing it, and that keeps people guessing and wondering what's next. Because he's still physically capable, mentally capable of getting back in the ring if he wanted to. But he also was a very good master of the mic, and that that goes a long way. There's a lot of reasons why you know Roddy Piper was a master of the mic, and you know what he was still relevant up to the day he passed away uh, because people wanted to listen to hear what he had to say. So he had that combination of people want to hear what he said and he left uh, the main limelight uh, when he was on top. Have you gotten any insight uh, from Conrad Thompson on how often he wants to continue organizing StarCast events? Do you think he wants to make it <laughs> a regular ongoing um, thing? Uh, I think he's going to keep doing it because he's having success with it. He does a fantastic job with it. Uh, but like anybody who puts on these things, this is a lot of work. And um, uh, this week or, or or Sunday is not going to be the right time to ask him that question. If he's going to do it because he probably say, hell no, I don't want to ever do something like that. It gets a lot of work. Um, but but then there's the next one. Um, we have not announced, or he has not announced the next event. Um is there a possible next star cast? Quite probably. Um, Cause he does such a good job. It's hard for him to build up such a great brand with that and, and walk away from it. But guess what? Maybe he'll walk away when it's at top. I just read today that he's, um, I guess it's being, I guess it's official or just a strong rumor, which wrestling built off of that. He's adding a fifth podcast per week. And uh, with Arn Anderson, and um, I know he's been working on it for a while, and that's coming out, and that'll be great. He's got such a stellar lineup of podcasts right now. And I think you probably know he has a day job, too. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was just surprised, because I think I heard him say after the first StarCast that, like, I won't be doing that again. And then we had StarCast 2, which I, I went to in Las Vegas. And that was, I mean, that event was huge, um, you know, going along with... Uh, Double or nothing that same weekend, yep. and then just a few months later, we have Starcast three. So I'm like, hey, let's keep the momentum going. Let me let's make it a <laughs> maybe make it a quarterly thing. I don't know. Yeah, you know, gotta keep them guessing out there. I don't really know 100 percent for sure, uh, but it's like anything else. The right opportunity, uh, uh, you know, comes out. I mean, like, I mean, let's look at all the recent announcements. Did anybody foresee that Tony Schiavone would be back? You know, announcing wrestling at this level on TNT or oh, Jim no. Ross, you know, the or do you see Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard going back to work at uh, WWE? 
No, Paul Heyman, never too. Say never. Yep. Paul Heyman, yeah, I can go on and on. There's quite a few examples. I mean, let's you know, get Jeff let's Jarrett's get Scott Hudson office. back on TV and yeah, Mark Madden. <laughs> never know. I think that might be possible. I mean, maybe get Sean Mooney two together. I mean, um, we could start start a whole senior league pretty quickly here. Now, because of the success of this relationship, Mike, is there any interest on your or Fight TV's part to maybe get a little more equity into uh, Starcast and maybe? take a more active role with StarCast, or do you like how the relationship works at the moment? I honestly, I don't know how we could take a much more active role okay. we have right now. We've got such a good relationship with Conrad. Wiz works right now. He's, I mean, he's the one who came up with the, the, you know, calling it StarCast on Fight. We didn't push him to do that, or even ask him to do it. He came up with that. He's been probably the biggest supporter out there for the Fight brand out there, and, and we really certainly appreciate that. And the working relationship with them couldn't be better. And, and frankly, you know what? As you might have guessed, I'm not 25 or 30 years old. Life's too short. I want to work with people I like working with. And Conrad Thompson's a guy I like working with. Now, and also, I, I think it's great to have this uh, around the same time as um, AEW's event All Out, which the last yes. time we had StarCast 2, we had it with uh, Double or Nothing. How is it having uh, AEW to go along, you know, with this event to ha and, and also working with uh, All Elite Wrestling uh, as a promotional partner? No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, the star cast of these type of events don't really work unless there's a um, a tentpole wrestling event there, which you know I believe they've already sold you know sold out, which I think is around ten or twelve thousand seats in the Sears Center there uh, in suburbial Chicago. And uh, they've been great to work with. We obviously would love to make it available um, in the U.S., uh, the all-out program. But we do have it on PlayStation. It is on DirecTV and Dish. And it is on BR Live here in the States. But on Fight, it's available around the rest of the world. And we anticipate uh, you know, a real uh, strong interest from the U.K. and Ireland and Australia and Germany. So um, to AEW's credit, they have probably... Uh, built up um, interest in their brand uh, globally more than almost any other wrestling brand out there. And that's almost including WWE. Um, it's pretty, pretty interesting uh, since this is actually the fourth event that we've aired on pay-per-view basis outside the United States or AEW. They have a very strong, consistent fan base. How do you, I mean, this brand that AEW has built in a very short amount of time, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Uh, definitely well, done, in terms of they wrestling. They've done a good job. They brought in some of the right kind of guys who had, to, yeah. had that global feel. Like Chris Jericho has been a very big star in Europe, in Australia uh, for years, so that helps out there. Um, um, and, and just go, you know, and their, their exposure for many of the top guys there in Japan, and it just goes on, 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 all the guys who uh, uh, who have had experiences uh, outside of the U.S., um, and, and build up. I mean, Japan's not that big a country. Uh, this program's not available in Japanese. However, we'll have very, uh, a very large number of viewers from Japan for um, all, all, um, the all-out program. Uh, of course, those guys are going to be tired because hopefully they've watched the New Japan program, which is available in Japanese earlier in the day. <laughs> so uh, uh, it's, a, it's a time for a, a wrestling junkie just to go crazy this weekend. The hell of all these Labor Day parties and going to the beach and stuff. You need to sit at home and watch fight. <laughs> now, I want to pick your brain a little bit about this, Mike, so, You know, since you mentioned uh, New Japan. 
not to get into the weeds, but you know, this to me, I see this as constructive criticism. I I love the New Japan Pro Wrestling product. I'm a subscriber to New Japan World, but I feel like New Japan could invest a little bit more into developing their streaming service and making it a little bit more accessible. Uh, and, and de really developing the killer app, as it were, making it available on more platforms and not just sort of like a Chromecast app. Um, uh, do you think that's something Fight could ever advise New Japan on and how to m sort of diversify and expand their sort of streaming service to make it more accessible for users around the world? Well, we have a very good working relationship in New Japan, and uh, yes, we have had that conversation. And, you know, things move at a different pace there on things. Uh, this event I referenced for this Saturday, uh, New Japan, actually for the first two days are, is only available on the Fight platform, uh, and that's why it's done in English and Japanese, and we're pretty excited about that. Um, you know, they have a good fan base there, a very loyal fan base, uh, uh, and they're looking to expand too. So, um, you know, it's very, quite possible in the uh, not too distant future that we will be working with them to broadcast all their programs and um, help them expand um, on their current platform from either a technology standpoint or from a programming standpoint. But they do a great job. They got a great uh, product. And um, yeah, we look forward to working with them even deeper than we already do. Now, I think this is semi related, but I was at D23 Expo over the weekend. And the reason I mentioned this is. Disney was making the big push that weekend with uh, Disney Plus, their streaming service. Now, mm -hmm. Disney Plus, uh, I don't know if you've heard, the plan is uh, for the Walt Disney Company, they want to bundle Disney Plus with Hulu and also ESPN Plus, which, if you know, is, is the exclusive um, broadcasting home of UFC pay-per-views now. They have the, the huge mm -hmm. UFC broadcast deal. So I guess... The way the way I phrased it over the weekend is uh, begun the streaming war has. What do you think of the streaming wars? Um, how do you keep up with the streaming wars? And what do you think of what Disney is doing with a bundle? And the reason I ask about the bundle is because I've said, um, I've talked with uh, another podcasting partner I have, Robert Winfrey, on the 411 Ground and Pound radio show how whoever can figure out bundling streaming services is going to make a fortune. Well, I guess it might as well be Disney here, but what do you think? Well, I think Disney, you know, obviously they got the right tools to do it. Um, they should have done this a couple of years ago, started the bundling. Um, we're just real glad they're not focusing on again, combat sports. Uh, so we're sort of doing pretty well in that area. Uh, but that is the future. It's no different than, Way cable programming right. was put together 35, 40 years ago. Right, you're bundling. Basically, you're figuring out how to bundle the streaming services, kind of like yep. how, like cable or satellite channels. Yeah, exactly. It's how, it's how it all started. So the bottle they're using is not not exactly new, but it makes sense, and you got the right players together. Uh, it, it, it will work. Um, you know, one thing since we launched three and a half years ago. You know, you know, three and a half years ago, there was only 20% of the U.S. TV households didn't have cable or satellite. Well, that number's up to 35% now, and it's going to keep going rising. Uh, that everybody has to embrace digital as a way to do the programming. Uh, one thing that we have found out, one thing we excelled is, you know, Hulu and um, 
Disney and, of course, ESPN Plus do very well. Um, ESPN Plus does a lot of live programming, but there's not many other companies out there who do live programming. And if you really look at it from a technology standpoint, doing programming live digitally is a whole different world than doing something that was uh, previously recorded or a movie or something like this because they're already set in the system. You know, for us to do something live, we got to be able to get that stream from that building, that arena, that location anywhere in the world to get it into the servers to be able to make it available on our platform and be ready for the big push because there could be, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions, coming onto the platform at one specific time. And that's been one of the hardest things for uh, the the uh, engineers to figure out how to do. And fortunately, uh, we're sort of at the forefront of that technology push. Our company is actually a technology company first, and we just happen to get into the, the uh, combat sports uh, uh, vertical to uh, make make a uh, mainstream for everybody. Now, uh, Mike, since uh, Fight is this big destination uh, for wrestling, combat sports, MMA, boxing, what is your stance on if Fight were to become part of some sort of bundling partnership? Would you... Be open to that? Would certain conditions have to be met? What do you think of that idea or prospect, hypothetically? Yeah, I mean, business is business. If it makes business sense, yes. Uh, If it doesn't, um, no, we're we're in good enough shape. We could stand alone by ourselves. But in the whole world of business, way beyond this is, you know, you know, bigger companies buy smaller companies. It's just the way of, of the world. But sometimes that smaller company becomes a big company on their own, you know. Uh, I mean, I worked at Turner Broadcasting during the time it got by Time Warner. And then all of a sudden, they got bought by AOL. Everybody goes, AOL, what the hell? Wait, aren't we buying AOL? And they said, no, AOL is buying us because AOL sort of had grown so quickly and able to do that. So it's sort of went, and now, you know, 20 years later, AOL is, is still out there, but it's, it's not the dominant force of uh, uh, you know Netflix or uh, any of these other kind of companies out there. So things come up and down, and it, it, but we welcome you know a strategic relationship that will help grow our platform and make our programming more available to everybody uh, around the world. Now, I mean, you mentioned Turner there, and uh, AEW does have the the Turner Broadcasting Partnership uh, with All Elite Wrestling, um, and and they have Bleacher Report live. Uh, but do you think after the move to TNT for All Elite Wrestling, you, you will be able to continue having friendly relations uh, with the promotion? Well, we do have friendly relations. I mean, BR Live has been in their lives since we they launched, since we did their first show. So they've been working on their turn relationship, and it's always been there. We've been coexisting. The guys at BR Live is a, gr- a great group of people to deal with. Um, so we, we know each other fairly well. Um, you know, they've haven't done quite as many uh, live uh, pay-per-view programs as we have. Um, there's something to it. Um, and we think in the digital space, there's room for uh, many companies still, just like, you know, there's room for direct and dish to do the satellite. We think in, in the digital world, it's there's room for us and BR Live and Sony PlayStation and Sling. And uh, everybody's got their way that, that they like watching this type of programming. All right, so since we have you on the podcast, do you want to announce any new partnerships uh, with Fight TV or any new – give us the exclusive on uh, on some new uh, shows or, or uh, promotional partnerships you have coming up? Yeah, I mean there's no super new partnership. There is some new programming coming up that we haven't worked with in the past. 
One being the AAA Lucha Libre event uh, September 15th from um, New York City. Um, our good friend Ken Shamrock, who has made a name not only MMA and pro wrestling, is launching his Valor Bare Knuckle series uh, in late September. We're pretty excited about what that's going to be about. Uh, all the bare knuckle category has grown on to itself. Some didn't even exist 15 months ago. Um, we're doing a celebrity boxing event, uh, which we just locked down just today uh, with uh, Lenny Dykstra and the Angry Bagel Man, I believe it is. Uh, so we got a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, you know, we air Ryzen MMA. KSW MMA from uh, Poland, so it's it's a a, a very broad uh, spectrum of uh, boxing and wrestling and MMA events. We got a Tyson Fury fight coming up in September, so September is going to be wild for us. We may be doing as many as a hundred live telecast events on fight in the month of September wow. this year. A lot in your plate. So you're not going to announce uh, a bundling partnership with DAZN or Netflix today, correct? Probably not. <laughs> no, no, uh, not. Uh, uh, Netflix uh, has made a very strong statement that they will not be doing live programming at all. Uh, well, well, we know doing... corporations will say one thing, <laughs> and then a few months they'll they'll change their minds. That does yeah. tend to happen. It, it, it most certainly could. Um, and, of course, The Zone's been doing a lot of stuff with boxing. We actually work uh, uh, in partnership with The Zone. Uh, the Zone's only available in about eight or nine countries, so there's a lot of countries, since our platform's available worldwide, that we uh, supplement uh, the distribution of some of the boxing events seems, with them. It, it so seems like you have a well. great platform for one of these big companies to, like, you know, hey, these guys know what they're doing. They're, wor they're available worldwide. We can work with these guys, and we can make lots of magic together, you know? That's quite possible. Just never know, do you? Uh, and great. And uh, just one last thing, Mike, anything um, you want to say to the fans out there and what they can expect this weekend with Fight TV and, and StarCast and what have you? Well, yeah. If, you, if you've never been on to Fight, uh, this is a fantastic weekend to check it out for all the programming. In addition to these great pay-per-view events, we also have a lot of free content watching the weekly Ring of Honor MLW shows, etc., that we have uh, for free. And it's just an easy to use platform. It's available on the mobile app. It's available on Fight.tv. It's Roku. It's uh, Amazon Fire, uh, Apple TV, Android. On down the line of way, pretty much any way you can access digital programming, you can watch Fight. And remember, it's spelled F-I-T-E. Is how we spell Fight. Great. Uh, this is uh, Mike Weber with Fight TV. You can check uh, out uh, all the StarCast 3 events uh, this weekend on the Fight app. And uh, you've been listening to Jeffrey Harris and Mike Weber on the 411 Wrestling Interviews Podcast. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>